0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Film Freaks with a Z, the podcast all about movies. Each episode is about a singular movie, which we'll get to in a little bit. But first, as usual, I need to invite you, the audience member, to submit your fan requested movies uh, at uh, during Tay's episode. Uh, we we do a fan vote on Twitter uh, at Yummy the Ferret. Uh, and four movies get chosen by you, the v- the listener and or and/or viewer, I guess you could say. Um, and uh, yeah, we talk about whatever movie wins that one, but we're always looking for more recommendations. So if you have one for us, I'd love to hear them. Uh, you can either comment on the latest episode of Film Freaks with a Z on YouTube or send us an email at g- uh, ff.filmffrees with a z at gmail.com. Or just talk in my Discord, the Ferret Nation Discord, in the movie stuff section. You can also request movies there. So, let's go ahead and introduce the ourselves before we introduce the movie. I am Zero the Ferret. Who am I here with?
1: Mr. Gustav Waffles.
2: Lobby Boy Tay.
3: And Callus X. Callus X. X Callus X. <laughs> <laughs> well
0: we all had names ready to go this episode i don't know yeah look at that. well i did i just came up with it you know when i saw well,
2: you're breaking the illusion <laughs> oh right no i did stop stop <laughs> edit that part
0: out <laughs> uh, how's everyone doing on this uh fine sunday afternoon uh, uh, it's actually rainy here which is nice
1: yeah, doing well uh the team that i support on sundays that M team uh suck today so that's always good
0: It's always <laughs> fantastic well you know what didn't suck the recommendation for this episode so i'll go ahead and start us off by uh introducing the movie here hopefully that was a good uh that was a good uh a good transition Sound like a big yeah. flex there james yeah i I'll say we'll <laughs> see how the ratings go at the end uh, the, so the movie that I picked was The Grand Budapest Hotel from 2014, directed by Wes Anderson. Uh, the synopsis is The Grand Budapest Hotel tells of a legendary concierge at the famous European hotel between the wars and his friendship with a young employee who becomes his trusted protégé. The story involves a theft and recovery of a priceless painting, and the battle for an enormous family fortune, and the slow and then sudden upheaval that transformed Europe during the first half of the 20th century. Uh, this stars Ralph Fiennes, uh, Adrian Brody, <laughs> William Defoe, uh, Jeff Goldblum, Owen Wilson. A bunch of people make like little cameo appearances in there as well. So I don't want to you know stay on that for too long, but. Um, as you all know, from when I introduced the podcast last episode, this is one of those movies that I really enjoy watching, but I haven't watched it in a while. It's one of my favorite movies ever. Um, I really, really like Wes Anderson's style. Most of his movies have like this really snappy editing style and very lovely color palettes with, bits, uh, along the whole movie. And I think this is one of the best examples of how he uses color to also tell the story. You know, you go from, uh, also like, also like the, the perspective of the camera as well. Like sometimes it'll be widescreen, then it shrinks down to a smaller resolution. Then it goes like more widescreen again. Um, it's just, it, it's a really interesting way to tell the story. And like I said, the color in the movie is also one of my favorite things. Just watching it, seeing these all these colors pop. You know, the, the hotel is like this bright pink and everything else around it is kind of like this drab brown or, or white, you know. Um, and then there's other sections where it's like, okay, we go, we're back in time to, or we're, we're in, we're in the future where, you know, the hotel is more of like run down. So it's very Brown, you know, the employees don't care as much. So it's much more muted colors and you go back to the past and it's on, once you, you, get all, you, get you get, all, you get all these colors and in the, on the inside and all the people are very cheery. And then as the movie goes on and the war starts to take over the town and stuff like that, things start to go more like gray. And then of course at the end of the movie, when the war finally, comes to a to a head and you know the the, the fake ss are there um that movie goes completely black and white uh which also signifies like the start of the the war and like the bad stuff happening um, so i felt like the use of color in this movie in particular i know he does that in a lot of movies but the use of color and how the perspe- the perspectives of the camera changes really adds to the overall a uh, watchability of the movie first off and two just the overall aesthetics of the movie too it's a very beautifully shot and and well done movie in in that aspect too
3: it sounds like you're
0: about to give a rating right now <laughs> yeah and i'm going to give it a 5 out of 5 i love this movie a lot um (laughs) so yeah i I mean is it really a big spoiler you guys you guys kind of knew that i love west anderson i've talked about his movies Mm -hmm. before the french dispatch is one of my favorite movies too by him um but that one's a little bit new and fresh in my mind and i was like i would rather watch one that i haven't seen in a while and that's Mm -hmm. why the grand Budapest hotel popped into my mind first uh when Callis said he was picking his one of his favorite movies last uh in his episode gotcha
2: well i do enjoy west anderson as well i think like his movies are all very, like, you're right. I mean, he has a, like his own, his own genre at this point. <laughs> like, every Wes Anderson movie
3: yeah, fits into the
2: genre. Um, I don't know if anyone hasn't seen it. Go watch the um, Honest Trailer for Wes Anderson movies. Ooh, I gotta watch they that. They just do all the movies at, as one Honest Trailer, and it's great. It's <laughs> so, I haven't seen funny. that. Uh, and true, we wa- I I made my friend watch it because I was like, oh, I have to watch this, uh, you know, Grand Budapest. And she's like, oh, I love Wes Anderson. I was like, I do too. But have you seen this?
3: <laughs> so that is very true, though. Like I've never thought about it, but yeah, like he's got such a unique style. Like no one ever, no one quite does it like him. Oh, and you have a bunch like, of like
2: indie directors trying to emulate it, similar, but, yes,
3: yeah, but none quite like the master. <laughs>
2: yeah, he likes yeah. he likes very symmetrical shots. And I noticed all of them last night. <laughs> so it was like, oh, there's another symmetrical shot. Oh, that's another one. So many symmetrical shots.
0: Uh, Describe which is... that to the people who might not know what a symmetrical shot is, like myself, <laughs> who was confused oh. by the wording.
2: Okay. Basically, so like you have the rule of thirds, which most directors follow, where you want your focal point to be on one of the rules of third, which is if you cut your uh, video or your screen into um, basically nine squares, so it just makes basically like, a grid.
3: like two horizontal and two vertical lines, all splitting the screen yeah. into like. And you want one eight, of your focal eight, points nine even squares, to be
2: yeah. at one of this uh, intersecting lines. Um, Wes Anderson puts his like right in the center. <laughs> There's
3: <laughs> just every and then like um, usually or like it, ext- in the, like one of the extreme ends, like right in the in, like in the, the corner or like right in the side
2: yeah so if you like a scene i can take from this movie is um jeff goldblum's character the lawyer um he's running through the museum and there's just he's right dead center and then on the left and right of him are just a row of like knights you know you know like armor knights right uh statues and they're just it's just perfectly like symmetrical like the left side is the same as the right side or close enough and the action is right in the center um and he loves doing those shots and i it works for him. It really helps sell the style he's going for, and that's that's one of the things you know you've, you maybe sub subconsciously notice it is that it's just it looks different than other movies, and that's partly yeah, like,
3: why. Like literally, every shot seems to be like meticulously planned by him, like like probably yeah. storyboarded, storyboarded to hell to the point where like you know when he's going through with a card, you know, offering uh whatever the slop to like the, the girls, like every shot's like you know when when he looks into them and they look back at him and it's like everything you can tell like everything is like perfectly placed where he wants them to be yeah
1: yeah, the the editing and, like, the shots, like, are very, very well sought out. And even the acting, like, the acting, I think, is top tier as well in this movie. Even from, like, the lobby boy, I think, you know, every person fit the role in this movie so, so well. And just like Yemi said, you know, the color, yeah. You know, you had red dresses, you had, like, you know, the ballroom and all that and just everyone had a different, unique color, and that's a really well done and really, a really, really good attention to details. In some scenes, you know, they they are serious, and some of them are, you know, funny. So you know, it, it was a good mixture of both as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Bouncing off of that, you know, you know, the movie starts out f- like with the. Um, uh, I'll, I'll I'll fast forward. It doesn't start out, but you know, you fast forward to like that first hotel look when it's in the past and it's all vibrant and beautiful and you know just how how the movie changes that tone ever so subtly throughout the movie you know introducing more grays and more blacks in there and and all this you know by the end of it you know because you know the the e or whatever they are is is a is a um it's just like the ss except you know it's fake because they don't want to actually say like this is the nazis or whatever um (laughs) You know, it all turns like, you know, the Grand Budapest Hotel, even though it still looks kind of colorful, it's mixed in with like all these soldiers in black and gray uniforms. And that mm. kind of shows you how the war was taking over, steadily taking over the hotel. as The colors get more and more muted until, like mm. I said before, the entire screen goes black and white at, at the last scene um, with uh, uh, between Zero and Gustav. And and that was like the big ending of, of that story there. And I just love how. You can kind of subtly see that throughout the movie. Things are just getting darker and darker, even though there's still some comedic moments, like the part where everyone's shooting in the grand, you know, they're, they're shooting in the hallway because they don't know who shot first or who's shooting who. And that was a really funny moment. Um, but, you know, directly after that, there's much more serious stuff going on. And, and um, you know, that that's one of the things I really like about the movie is like it knows when to kind of sneak in a joke here or, you know, have like an action sequence here, kind of keep the flow of the movie going, um, because it already has a pretty bis- brisk pace, but you know, the, he sprinkles in like the action scene where they're following the, um, William Dafoe on the motor, uh, on, on the skis with the sled, you know, and then there's another part where everyone's shooting all over the place. And, you know, the, the escape scene with the jail, you know, after it kind of being like built up and there's a lot of really, really good payoffs in the movie as well. Um, it's just a really fun time all through, and I like – going back to the first point I was making, I like how things kind of get more serious as the movie goes on because the war is creeping and because you know the people inside the Grand Budapest Hotel um, are getting – are pretty much getting replaced by soldiers and infantrymen and stuff like that. It's just a very interesting gradual change through the movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, the scenes, you know, are some of them are unexpected, too. Like, when Mr. Gustav goes to the funeral and they're, like, getting punched in the face, you know? It's just, yeah. like, you weren't expecting <laughs> that. Or what uh, the guy yelled, you know, to Mr. Gustav when he first arrived, uh, that was funny. And, like, the picture uh, that was hanging above the fire of the two girls, you know, doing their thing. It was just funny.
2: Yeah. Um, I do like, and also was slightly confused, at the very beginning of this movie... We get like
0: three flashbacks, yeah. Yeah, just well. Essentially, the whole movie takes place in a flashback. Um,
2: Yeah, which is fine. But like that very first one when they're like, she's putting the things on the the statue of the author, and then we get a flash. It's like, why didn't we just start with the author?
0: Well, it's a it's a it's a big workaround to the reveal that the keys are the are from the hotel concierge or whatever mm, okay gotcha gotcha so yeah you know because the author told the story of the grand Budapest hotel he, g- he gained the respect of these hotel workers um who knew uh guest um oh my gosh who gustav. knew gustav um and so yeah. with that he inspired he was inspiring this new writer and her in her book so we get her and then we go back in time to um like an older version of the character who uh Love you know he has got his son and stuff like that and he's talking like Kind of candidly to maybe like a an interviewer or an interviewer yeah. uh, cameras or something like that, uh, and then he starts to tell the story of how he met Zero in right. the Budapest hotel, and then Zero tells him and
3: old Zero. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, but
2: it, the one thing I did like about I mean it was it was like okay another flashback oh another flash, but it, what we see at the very very beginning the very like the most present future timeline. <laughs> Um, colors are very drab and then they get a little more colorful but still very drab and then a little more colorful but still really drab and too very colorful like it's just slowly getting more colorful as you go back in time right um which i like on the one hand it's like oh that's nice but also it's like uh is, that, is it just trying to say like times were better in the past or it's like, they really weren't
0: But (laughs) well, maybe the memory of the times is what he was going for, like the memory of the Grand Budapest Hotel. People remember it as being like this grandiose, colorful affair when it might have been a bit more muted, like the the modern times. But you also need to remember, like, you know, that takes place in like the 30s. The main crust of the movie is like in the 30s. And like you, I think they said, like, the Grand Budapest Hotel was practically new at that point. So you kind of expect like bright colors and everything because everything's just been painted, refurbished, you know, whatever. And by the time that the writer goes there in, like, the 60s or whatever it was, the 50s, you know, oh, things like are kind of worn down. You can you can tell that there was some color there still. Yeah. Uh, but it was very much, like, brownish color and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's a drab of, like, orange. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I do like the whole
2: framing method of, like, you know, this is new
0: to shit's old. <laughs> and sucks. to go back to, like, the, the very first scene where the girl is putting the key on the uh, the statue. Um, you can, like, she is a very, like, colorful presentation. She's got, like, that, that pink newness to her. The book also is, like, very pink. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's just saying, like, yeah, there's hope for the future because of the younger generation here.
2: Well, that's good. I, she wasn't so little, I don't remember much about her coloring.
0: Just they that do, everything was yeah. kind of my. <laughs> yeah. At least they do roundabout back to her, you know. Like the end of the story is her, you know, closing the book and then the credits roll. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, The music in here too was really good. You know, they fit the style of like, you know, the hotel music to the elevator music to just the overall music was also very, very well done as well.
0: Yeah, I love the soundtrack of the movie. You know, I I listened to the entire ending uh, interlude with like the, the guitars and, and, and lutes playing, you know, it was a very fun exit music for the, for the movie too. It really encapsulated the entire feel of the film as well. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Everything about the music matched stuff, uh, really well, with like all the happenings in the, uh, in the movie, like even the tense and the tense moments, they they, they yeah. did a good job of like really adding to, to, the to the atmosphere of the whole, you know, the whole scenes.
2: Yeah, I agree. The music was, was great on point and did a really good job with helping tell the story.
0: Yeah, And it wasn't overbearing. Um, like it was, it was, it was, it was pretty much like the music was almost like a character in the movie where it, 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 it helped each scene reach a point. You know, there was all, there was constant music throughout the entire movie, but sometimes you would notice it more than others because, you know, it was, it was trying to also convey like the feeling of, of a character or something like that. So. Um, I, I like movies that can kind of blend in the music with the acting and make it kind of like a seamless kind of experience, not overbearing, you know, stuff like that, because there's a lot of movies, especially in like the horror genre that will just have like this blaring music and loud sounds instead of there actually being something scary or something intense on the screen, you know. And mm-hmm. with this movie, I feel like the the acting is what's portraying, you know, is conveying the mood, but the music is helping, uh, you know, ex- expand on the feeling of the characters and stuff.
1: Yeah, like I said, you no, everything just blends so well together for a great movie. You know, just he did an excellent job in everything. Yeah,
2: well, I mean, I I think it comes down to what Callis said: is just he, Wes Anderson, just meticulously,
0: you know, plans everything. Yep. And there's also a lot, a lot of charm in like the um, handcrafted miniatures that they used for the movie. You know, mm-hmm. the little tram that goes upside the side of the mountain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, the, there was that observatory that they went to that that was all handcrafted, and they kind of superimposed the the shadows of the characters on it for a little bit. Uh, just yeah. it's it's overall has a really nice charm to it. The little miniatures really add to that charm.
2: Yeah, Wes Anderson does love his miniatures as <laughs> <Yeah>. well. <laughs> they are in like every movie. Um, I do like. Like the whole, like them chasing William Defoe down the skis and stuff. I was just about I, to bring that up the, again. Yeah. yeah, I love those little <laughs> miniatures the whole time, and like that it's it's, like the fact that it's sped up too to make them like seem like they're going really fast. Yeah, so
3: that's the same too. Like yeah. they go so fast, and like it kind of like takes you out a little bit, but at the same time, it's just like it adds the whole feeling of the movie, and it's just it's just funny to see. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and speaking of him loving his miniatures, I mean he's made two stop motion animation yeah. uh, uh, pictures. One of them being yeah. Fantastic Mister Fox, which is another of my favorite movies, and then The Isle of Dogs, which is still good, but I didn't like it as much as Mister Fox. Yeah, nice. I have not watched Mister Fox.
2: That's his favorite movie too. Is Mister Fox
1: one of his favorite oh, wow. movies?
0: I think this I is my it.
2: first
1: uh, Wes Anderson film
2: I've seen. I've yeah. seen a few. I actually have one on my list um, to eventually suggest. So we'll probably have
0: another one in the future. Yeah. Besides from his more obscure movies, um, I've seen pretty much everything except for the life aquatic, which I know is another highly praised movie of his as well. Spoiler, that's, pretty good. Like that's, that's the one that's on my list. Well, it's on my list too. So. Okay. And
1: expect *The life of aquatic
2: at some
0: point, you know, but he doesn't really have like a huge repertoire of movies. Like, um, you know, his latest one, the French dispatch, that was his first movie, like full full fledged movie. That wasn't just like an animated movie like Isle of the Dogs uh, since this movie, which was 2014. So he, he takes some time between his movies. And uh, that, it, I, I'm guessing it also takes a while for everything to be put together in the in the filming and editing department as well uh, with how much he, he likes the shoot and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And it's funny because a lot of his movies also have a lot of the same actor's and that's actually a good sign of a good director who keeps getting these actors back. You know, William Dafoe is in, like, every movie. Bill Murray's in, Bill like, Murray, every yeah. movie, voicing characters in the <laughs> animated ones as well. Um, Owen Brody's. Wilson, another character, another guy who comes back <laughs> yeah. a lot.
2: Yeah, Owen Wilson, Adrian Brody. Or just, I think, on a show of my all all his movies have at least one of the Owen brothers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i think tolda swinton is also a big uh big player in most of the movies as well so um that's just a, that's just a sign of a good director people want to work with him they like working with him yeah and uh you know all of his movies that i've seen from him have been fantastic uh so you know i'm 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 100 percent a wes anderson fan through and through <laughs> shall we just totally, go yeah. on
1: a wes anderson uh streak
0: i would i wouldn't <laughs> mind that i'd rewatch french <laughs> dispatch again I, I really like that
3: I mean we did like a Jackie Chan streak for a while, so yeah. Why not a West Anderson one?
1: I guess it comes down to me later. <laughs> yeah, it comes down <laughs> to, <laughs> to <laughs> me.
3: <laughs> um. I, I do also like love the fact that these kind of movies are just so rewatchable because there's just there's, every scene is just loaded with so many details and things that um you know, things that you might have not noticed the first time. And just like funny little jokes and things here and there like uh um what's her name agatha like agatha's uh birthmark on her face it makes absolutely it adds nothing at all to the story but just the fact that it is there is just so funny and like (laughs) it's just a funny detail to it and just like so many other things are just so like loaded with details and just funny things to, to notice
0: Yeah, this time around, there's that scene where Zero and Gustav are in the train and uh, Zero's face is in the mirror and and Gustav's back is turned to you. I didn't notice that Zero's face was in the mirror last time I watched this. Um, So that was another that's that was one thing that I noticed personally different from my Mm. other watches in the movie, too. Which part? So Zero is on like the bunk bed and Gustav is like in front of a mirror. And and Zero's face is in like a mirror, like the, a smaller mirror on the side, instead of him being in the frame. Okay,
3: yeah, I think. I agree and there's that, yeah, yeah this there's, there's another scene where like, you know, the two main actors they're like talking about uh, uh, one of the other characters, and like as soon as their his name is mentioned, you can see him in the in the background, like he kind of takes a step back, you know, gets into the shot, and then walks forward again and just disappears again. Yeah, it's just so funny. <laughs> like as soon as he's mentioned.
0: So uh, what did y'all think of the uh, Jeff Goldblum chase where he was being chased (laughs) by William Defoe? I I really liked how they accentuated the footsteps in the in the empty museum. Um, And I was like, you know, the first time I watched it, I was like, huh, why are they like making the footsteps so loud? But that was because uh, William Defoe took off his shoes and they wanted to make sure like there was a huge difference when he was walking uh, and closing in on Jeff Goldblum.
2: Yeah. I do think it was a bad idea on the part of Dimitri, the the son, to go, Well, we gotta kill this lawyer now. It's like, um, that's shady as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you do that? Like that immediately points to, Oh yeah, these guys. These are the guys who did it. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah.
0: But you know, see each their own, I guess. <laughs> Well, later on, you realize that Dimitri was part of the, you know, the, I, I'm, I'm, the, I'm just going to call him the SS at this point, you know, the Nazis. Yeah. Um, so he probably had a lot of leeway in, in, with the with his with his power in the government and stuff like yeah. that. Yep. Yeah, I, I also don't. Re- I like when I going back and watch this, I don't remember William Dafoe having this much time in the movie, but boy, am I glad that he was in the movie so much.
3: <laughs> I love him so much in this movie. <laughs>
0: Like the same way you just like
3: throws the uh, cat out of the window. Throws the cat out of the window. Yeah, it's like you just throw my cat so out the brutal. window. So <laughs> brutal.
1: I thought Cat always landed on their feet. He's the one that
3: punched that everyone height. in the
1: face too at the funeral,
3: right?
0: Yeah, well, he punched Gustav first, was... then Zero punched him,
3: and <laughs> yeah, technically, he just he just punched one person. But yeah, oh, he yeah, just... he, pun- he punched, zero yeah. Oh, I punched he punched Zero because Gustav punched Dimitri. A... Yeah,
2: Dimitri oh, okay. punches Dmitri punches um, Gustav, so Zero punches <laughs> Dimitri, and then <laughs> William Defoe punches Zero.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> someone's always gotta get punched in the face in a Wes Anderson movie,
3: <laughs> and always like a, it's always like a sucker punch too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also really like the bait and switch kind of uh, towards the end of the movie when um William Defoe you, you think that William Defoe has gone mm-hmm. to kill Zero's you know soon to be wife right and they're talking oh, about yeah. how the girl's head was found in the basket and what and blah 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 blah. blah. and then it's revealed that it was actually Dimitri's uh, I'm not sorry not Dimitri uh Felix I think his name was the other butler Sergey Sergey X Sergey X's uh sister I, I thought that was a really good bait and switch it even got me during yeah. this watch, too, I, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Oh no,
3: Agatha died!" Oh, no, no, <laughs> the sister. It's just a sister with a clubfoot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they killed my sister with clubfoot. Those bastards.
2: <laughs> or whatever he said. I that was great. It's just, I do love um, Gustav's just the way he interacts with everybody. Like even when, you know, he was upset with Sergei and, you know, zero kind of calms him down and he's like, yeah, you're right. He didn't have a choice. And then he's immediately (laughs) back on Sergei's side of like, they killed your sister. I can't (laughs) believe that. (laughs) Like, and he just knows his sister.
0: Yeah. Also later on when zero, you know, uh, rescues him at the prison, or waits yeah. for him at the prison. You know, he's he's all, all of a sudden he's really angry, and he says something that he probably didn't mean to say. Where he's like, "I want you know, I bet this, this it wasn't like this back where you came from." And you know, that's when the the emotional moment of Zero telling yeah. you know the, his past to him, and then he's like immediately like, "Oh, well, I shouldn't have said that. I was a true bastard." You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just really love how the act you know Ralph Fignet, uh, just could easily turn his character around from emotional outbursts to very sympathetic, very, uh, very saddened. You know, it was just a mm-hmm. a brilliant acting performance all around. Well,
2: I mean, what he am- does evil well because he's Voldemort. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, is he? I didn't know
0: <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, he that's is, Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad his nose grew back for this movie. Me too. Me
3: too. <laughs> like one of my favorite scenes with him is like when he's hanging off the edge, like in the ice, and Voldemort is <laughs> standing over him, and he's like reciting the poem. And then, like he just the sudden turn where like he gets pushed off, (laughs) he's just like goes from like completely hopeless to like, like, you know, like holy shit, like you just did it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I did. I was like kind of expecting that to happen, but it still was great.
3: (laughs) And by the way, like he recites so many poems, but I don't think he ever he ever got to finish one. He always gets interrupted. interrupted.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the only only character who could finish one was Agatha at the end yeah
2: because <laughs> she wanted she did a, a short one everyone always tried to recite a long one
3: yeah
2: <laughs> so
0: but yeah speaking of the ending um the movie does kind of end on like a somber note um yeah. with uh the death of gustav he was shot by the the troops there in the train um which is it is interesting because you know the first time that you meet the you know the, the security guy and the and the soldiers you know, it's much more of like a world war one vibe where, you know, it was like Germany during world war one. Uh, yeah. and then, you know, uh, suddenly it changes because like, uh, obviously the dictatorship took over. It's the allegory for that. Um, and instead of them being like kind of friendly or anything like that, uh, Jay, just immediately, um, could, you could tell like the vibe was completely off, even though the characters in the movie might not have realized that.
3: Uh, yeah. and
0: it does end on a somber note where, you know, the older version of zero is saying how, you know, he was shot that day. And, um, you know, all of his wealth went to zero. Uh, and then also Agatha died a few years later due to like some sort of illness at the time too. Yeah.
2: Well, I think the final like turning point is, you know, he's like, Oh, I don't like those new uniforms because they're, they're black. So before it's like, they were gray, So it's like, they were okay. They weren't great, but they were okay. You know, they they had some good in them. Like they were, they were gray <laughs> and these are just straight up evil.
0: Yeah. And that goes back to what I was saying about the color of the movie, yeah. just like changing over time to be more of those muted black and gray colors. And yeah, um, that just kind of shows that right there, what you said about the soldiers having the uniforms look just different enough so that you know that they're, they're the evil, the evil <laughs> guys. <laughs> they're straight up evil.
2: Yeah. Any other points though? Anyone wants to discuss?
0: Well, what'd you guys think of the little cameos um, from the different for the different uh, actors? You know, like Bill Murray,
3: all the yeah. cameos. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Bill, Bill Murray, Wilson at the end. Wilson. Wilson. Um,
2: there was a few others like I recognize them, but I can't I don't know their their actual names.
0: Right. That's um,
3: a whole lot of them. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. And I don't I don't think it was distracted for me during the movie to see them like Bill Murray no, came on. Sure. He's got this huge mustache and, you know, he's just he's just being Bill Murray at that point, you know,
2: <laughs> he's just being a concierge. Yeah. Bill Murray as a concierge. Yeah, I think Christopher Guest was one of them, or at least someone who's always in like the you know the mockumentary Chris Guest movies. I never know which one's Chris Guest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I saw, recognized him. There was a guy, one of the guys. Yeah, I recognized them all, but I was just like I don't remember who they are. <laughs> but I liked them. I like seeing the cameos of all those people. You're like ah. Yes, nice. Because <laughs> I was playing Wes West Anderson Bingo, and I needed to check on some more plays. There
3: you go. Much,
0: yeah, <laughs> Man, I, I also like all the payoffs in the movie too. You know, um, the card that's given to them for zero shows up later in the film to at the end. Uh, you know, there was the uh, the cakes. The you know Agatha's mm-hmm. making the cakes, and that's what ends up saving Gustav in the prison um there's a few more in there uh you know like the, the the certificate being put in or the document being put inside the painting of boy and with apple yeah. um that that was a payoff later in the movie um there was there were so many it's hard to like list them all out but i like how the movie kind of keeps them going too it's not like you know it's not like you get a payoff and then you don't get one for the rest of the movie like there's payoffs throughout the entire movie for this kind of stuff
3: yeah <laughs>
2: I for I like I think I remember one payoff I really liked but now I don't remember it so <laughs> or you you mentioned it I can't remember now
0: well, maybe you'll remember while we're
2: <laughs>
0: talking
3: another um one random scene that I liked is uh when when Zero like first went to the jail like he's right in front of this huge giant door. And then they spend like several seconds just like you hear the sounds of the door like unlocking yes. and moving, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and then like the camera shifts side and it's like, oh, it's just a tiny door that opened. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: that was great. Um, yeah. I remembered it. It was the cakes they make actually show up again at the end, but like they still served them at the Grand Budapest in the sixties mm. or seventies, whenever they were yeah, there. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: So, all right. Yeah anything else
0: um man there's probably is more that i could say about the movie
3: <laughs> seriously uh, there's like so many good scenes in the movie um it's probably a bunch that i'm not remembering right now
0: yeah like personally i like i probably couldn't pick out a favorite movie a uh, favorite scene in the movie i just feel like the whole movie is just one big scene to me you know like <laughs> And and the editing is so fast and snappy, you know, it, like the movie never slows down. Like there's never a moment where you go, oh, kind of starting the drag. No, because the editing and the acting, it's all so fast and snappy. Like I was engaged throughout the entire movie, um, yeah. even all the way up to the end.
2: Well, I mean, the writing also helps with that. Like, it was yeah, just yeah, yeah. Written very well. Um, did Wes Anderson write it or did someone else write it?
0: Uh, I think it was based on some works and maybe he helped uh kind of compile them together into a story
3: yeah wes anderson wrote the screenplay but yeah it was inspired by the writings of uh someone else yeah no i remember it said that
0: the end of the
2: credits inspired by the writings of
0: whoever but well just like the french dispatch was based on um a newspaper organization in france uh back in like almost the same time period as this movie um so you know he he definitely has a knack for um, recounting and and making period pieces for sure. All Let's right.
1: See. Um so should we just skip uh, Yummy's writing because we good? <laughs> no, go ahead. No, go ahead and do it again.
0: All right. I'll start it off. If no one else has anything they want to say, speak now or forever hold your peace.
3: I have one final thing to say. All right. The beginning of the end of the end of the beginning has begun.
0: (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I don't think it's any secret at this point. I don't think it was a secret back when I first uh, suggested the movie last episode, uh, that this is one of those movies that I love and I, I really enjoy watching. I think, you know, if there was a list of top 10 movies in my, in my in my in my mind right now at this point three or four of them would probably be wes anderson movies i, I do <laughs> really enjoy his work and i think he has such a great style and presentation to his movies and grand budapest hotel is kind of like it's his magnum opus for me like it's it, i think it's his best work um even though the french dispatch comes close and that still is a, like a five out of five the french Dispatch for me personally um but Grand budapest hotel is like there's just everything combines so perfectly the The acting, the writing, the colors, the music, the just everything with the editing and and the little miniatures that are in them. It just all works so well together. And it's a very beautiful movie, a very moving movie. You know, at the end, it is it is a somber ending, but there is still that glimmer of hope um, with with Zero and and, uh, the the girl who's reading the book at the end of it all as well. Um, I think that it it just it, it has the right amount of a little bit of comedy in there, has the right amount of uh, serious topics and serious things going on, um, and I think that everyone just put on a really really good performance um, from all the way from like the most high profile actors in the movie all the way down to some of the people who were you know first introduced in this movie. Uh, you know the the guy who uh, who plays Zero. This was like his first movie he was acting in Tony Re- 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 Revolary, <laughs> or how you ever pronounce it. Like this was his first film. Um, and he did yeah, such a good dumpsing. job. Yeah. So, um, you know, um, he, he later on went to, went to star in all three of the Spider-Man movies, if you can believe that. Uh, but yeah, very, yeah. very good movie. Um, you know, you, you know it. Uh, I, I'm getting it a five out of five.
1: Oh, shocking. I would not have guessed that in many <laughs> years. No kidding. Um, yeah, I mean, I really don't have much to add to that. Um, the movie, like editing, the scenes were phenomenal. Everything blended so well from the music to the acting to just the snap cuts to literally everything. And then you had that seriousness at times. And then you also had those funniness when uh, sometimes you weren't even expecting it. You know, it was just, you know, it was a good movie. It got me good laughs and uh, great, great color work and great um, uh, artwork as well and uh, dressing as well. Um, Just overall, it was a phenomenal movie. And yeah, this ending was a little bit somber, but no, it's all right. The movie was just great. But uh, with all that being said, I'm going to give it a four and a half out of five.
2: All right. Um, Yeah, I agree with everything that's been said so far. Um, You know, I really enjoyed it. It was fun to watch. Um, You know, Wes Anderson definitely has a style. And you know if you're watching a Wes Anderson movie kind of unfortunately if you've seen one West Anderson movie you've mostly seen them all um, but they are uh, they are like unique enough a bit in like the like the story how it's written how it feels that like it's entertaining to watch them all um, overall um, I think I'd give it a I'll give it a five out
3: of five as well Wow Um this is this was my second time watching it, and I know that I really liked it the first time I watched it years ago, and uh, I was very excited to watch it again. But this watching it this time around, I I had to agree with Yemian that like this might also be one of my uh, you know personal favorites. It's just like <laughs> you yeah, had be good scared for and a like... second there, Calis. <laughs> 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 uh, I I would have no problem at all watching this again, like sometime next year like this is so entertaining like so many details that uh didn't notice the first time like just overall so entertaining like I also love Wes Anderson movies but there's a bunch from him that I haven't seen and I kind of like want to just go back and you know watch them all but <clears throat> but this one is probably uh of all the ones that I've seen I would say it's probably my favorite and yeah I love all the things that you guys mentioned about it um, I'm gonna have to also give this a five out of five, and it's the first five I've given in a in a while, actually.
0: Let's yeah. go. <laughs> you
3: know what? I'll bump my rating back up to a five out of five
1: as well. <laughs> well, why not make it a perfect movie?
0: All Wait, right, are we allowed to do that? <laughs> you could, yes, yes, he could do that. <laughs> yep, I feel like we didn't allow someone to do that before. Uh, that was yeah. we were just joking <laughs> with Kenobi. He, he he can make a he can make a dune a five out of five. I don't care.
1: I mean, it's not like I moved it
0: up from like a three to a five out of five. <laughs> True. So five? All all right. for everyone? Well, I think that's the first I mean we I think we we might have a uh, I'm trying to think of what the last five out of five was. It might have been all the that, way back that, uh, October movie, Sky. Uh, yeah, it might have been the last one that we all agreed on a five out of five. So Fantastic. Yeah. All right, speaking of fantastic, you guys
1: talked me into it. Uh, We're going to go ahead with another Wes Anderson movie. Uh, I've been uh, looking at his movies, and this one actually interests me the most. I'm going to recommend Fantastic Mr. Fox. It came out in 2009, uh, and and Urbane Fox cannot resist returning to his farm, raiding ways, and that must help his community survive the farmer's retaliation. Uh, director Wes Anderson, pretty much the same stars. Uh, George Clooney, Meryl Streep, uh, Two different ones right off the bat. Yeah, two, yeah <laughs> I think that's literally the only two different ones, though. Uh, Bill Murray, uh, Wes Anderson actually voices one of the characters in here. Uh, Owen Wilson, William Defoe. And, and pretty much all, everyone else is so the same.
2: We ought to have Jason Schwartzman,
1: and... Yeah, <laughs> yep, it's in there, he's there. Yeah, and,
2: uh, and Adrian Brody, William yep, Dafoe. Yep, he's there.
1: Just... Yep, okay. yep. Uh, then, like I said, Wes Anderson also does one of the voices in here, so... be interesting movie, and uh, the animation looks interesting, so I'm definitely interested in this.
0: Yeah, it's a okay. stop-motion animated movie, kind of like, uh, you know, Nightmare uh, night Before Christmas and stuff like that. Um mm-hmm very very uh, excited to rewatch this. You can before watch it on we... Prime. Okay. Oh, good. good.
2: Uh before we continue though, I just were looking at the cast for this movie, uh Grand Budapest. I didn't realize Tilda Swinton is in this movie. Yeah, and that's what is, I said. Yeah.
0: She's a uh, she's the Adam D. Uh, yeah, she's she's uh, she's the lady that um gets Was murdered. like Well yeah, she was murdered. Yeah, yeah. I was going to I was going to say the lady who was like uh, you know at the beginning of the movie with anxiety but then i was like yeah oh, yeah it's yeah. probably better to say she's the one who was murdered because <laughs> that's more more prevalent uh, she had anxiety Wait, she answers.
2: knew she was going to get murdered by her well, her shitty son
0: and that's another thing I, the payoff where um Gustav is like oh you changed the color on your nails darling it looks beautiful <laughs> yeah. now I, that's another payoff in the movie that i really mm. liked yeah yeah <laughs> um,
2: but yeah i didn't realize i i didn't realize it was a young person in old makeup <laughs> yeah I mean, she's did a great job with that young, but yeah no they did yeah. she looked i mean it helps tilda slitten very easily turned into anything because she's just <laughs> yeah
0: well, yeah we've, we've seen her in a couple movies now and she's very much different in all those movies though
2: so. yeah she's very good yeah it's she's just a blank canvas so
0: <laughs> yeah well all right uh if you the listener don't want to be spoiled for fantastic mr fox make sure you watch that before the next episode airs in two weeks, in two weeks, we'll reconvene, talk about that, see how we like it.
3: All right. Um,
0: awesome. What was that, Kals? Oh, let's no, just said awesome. Awesome. OK, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Speaking of uh, callous and awesome things, Kallus uh, and I, we both uh, did a podcast together on my other podcast, Ferris 64, where we talked about the Game Awards. It's going to be Mm -hmm. a little bit older when this episode comes out, but if you want to check that out, we just got done recording that. Kind of gives you a time frame of when we're recording this one, I guess. (laughs) Uh, But uh, yeah, we talked about all the things, including the crazy kid who came on stage and talked about Bill Clinton.
3: (laughs) <laughs> the Orthodox. Uh, well, no, I,
2: <laughs> I, I saw a meme about someone with Bill Clinton. I had no idea what I was talking about, and now I do. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: So if you want to learn more about that, new episode should be available uh, the day after we're, we're recording this, but it will be available for a while. But since uh, this one yeah. will be coming out in about four or so weeks at this point. Yeah. But yeah. Anyone else have anything they want to mention before we end the show? As always, Tatis. be sure to clean your ass. <laughs> yeah, clean your ass. <laughs> All Oops. right, well, I am Zero the Ferret, and I've been here with Mr. Gustav Waffles, uh,
2: Lobby Boy Tay,
3: and Callus X.
0: And we are Film Freaks with a Z. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
3: Bye. 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 Clean your ass.